Well, welcome back to the Corey Lee Show, y'all. I'm excited about our conversation today. It is going to be really good. I got I got one of my most favorite people in the world, man. I just absolutely love, love his heart for people, love his heart for the Lord, love his creativity. And uh, just, I know he's going to add a ton of value to our listeners today because he's a, he's a man of many talents, man of ton of wisdom. But also, he loves to serve other people, and I know he's going to bring out some gold. So, Michael Stamps, welcome to the Corey Lee Show, man. Man, it is a honor to be on the Corey Lee Show because there's only one Corey Lee, and I know him personally. And I'm I'm grateful to have the friendship and the brotherhood that we have. He's a he's a uh, a blessing to me. So, thank you, Corey, for having me on. Well, Stamps, I appreciate you coming on. And just to give you guys an idea of some of his background, uh, his background is kind of like mine. Started in the medical field, spent some years there, um, grew up as a PK, a pastor's kid, and then felt the call into church ministry, served on a an incredible team for a while, and has recently taken over his, his dad's church as a pastor. But he's much more than that. He does a lot of creative things. He's also... He, y'all, he is a professional fisherman. He could have been anyway. He could be on the tour. Yeah. Really could. Uh, the Lord just took him down another route. And so, Stamps, that's a little bit about your background, but take us on the journey. Like, how did you get to where you are today? Wow. Well, let me start with this time step. And because it, it reminds me of where I'm at, because I, I never thought I'd be where I'm at. Here I am. I'm eight years old. And all of a sudden, this particular night, I was in my room and I just get up and walk in my parents' room and I say, I don't want to be a preacher. They're sitting there and they're watching TV. And my mom replies, we never said you were a preacher. Well, I don't want to be no old preacher. Okay, son. And I walk out. And I remember uh, some of it vaguely, but God has always had it, had a call in my life, but I didn't understand the things that I was actually hearing even at that age. And, uh, and those things have came to remembrance as I got older. And uh, my mom just, uh, just kind of continued to affirm those things. And it was kind of, it kind of tickles me how we think we going to schedule a life, but God has the only best schedule for our lives and the purpose for our lives. So, uh, so that was that was one thing that I wanted to make sure I said at the beginning. So I, I never pushed myself to where I'm at now. But my my main thing I used to say even growing up was to you know I was like man I love dinosaurs so I used to always want to be a paleontologist. I was like I said that when I was little you know trying to get it out and I ain't have one I, a, I was snagging to. Mama want to be a paleontologist, you know, and I'm trying to talk. She said, okay, what? So I was big, I'm a big Jurassic Park fan. And, um, you know, growing up big into just outdoors and, and fishing and, and just, uh, just kind of being around people, but being a PK, you know, you got to be around people. And, uh, so I, I, I thought I, I really felt the call. So when I got into, uh, uh, I, I graduated from Tupelo High School. I played basketball at Tupelo High, and I actually uh, was there for um, – I, I played ball, but I wasn't thinking like, well, 
this is something I, I just do because I love to do it, but it's not really like my thing. I, you know, when everybody else would go play ball, I go fishing, you know, it's kind of my thing. And so um, when I graduated high school, uh, I ended up getting an opportunity for a scholarship at Russ College uh, to play basketball. And and I went down, and I looked at the college, and I was like, uh, this ain't what I wanted to do. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I just couldn't really feel like that's what I wanted. And it just, it didn't feel right. So I decided I came back uh, and went towards uh, the other end. And I uh, went to Northeast uh, Community College. And uh, like he was saying, I mentioned, I, I picked, I, I love music. So I thought, I said, well, maybe uh, I can do music as a minor. And then I can do uh, get into the medical field as uh as a major you know and like be a radiologist you know i'm like well maybe that's what i need to do and so i'm here trying to you know i'm working through things and and trying to think well maybe this is the direction and um and so god just kind of took me a different direction and i god gave me favor i was with the basketball team uh red shirted um opportunity to play uh things shifted uh where i didn't get to play that next year but i i was red shirted god so I scholarships was paid for and I walked in by the the blessings of God. It was uh it was God did all that. But anyway, so here I am thinking, all right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and start working in the medical. I said, I'm gonna go ahead and start working at the hospital since this is maybe this is the plan. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go into radiology stuff. So I started working at the hospital and end up working at the hospital for a long time. <laughs> it, I shifted uh, many different places, but I remember uh, when I started working in, uh, I worked in security and I worked in security for about uh, 13 years. And when I worked in security for 13 years, I always found myself uh, around people, but not only around people, but I always found myself praying with people or when it was tragic things that happened, I was always there. Didn't understand it, but I always felt this, this pull, this, this love and kindness that go me by the grace of God. That could be me. I'm, just, I'm so I'm loving on people. And so it kind of started shifting again. And uh, I had real close friends uh, and Corey knows a lot of my friends, me and uh, Andy uh, Houston is a, great friend of mine and we would talk and I would talk to other charge nurses like dude you would be a a great nurse you know you need to do this you know you know so I'm thinking well man God is this this is what you're trying to say all this time this is the direction I need to go and you know being at the hospital so long they had things that you know would help you go to school and all that so I'm planning I'm like man God I guess this is what you're saying and I went to uh, talk to uh, who my boss was about making that transition and saying, hey, you know, I want to still, I want to be a part, but I need to change my schedule. Well, unfortunately, we end up having a lot of people to start it. They either, they were older, they got sick, or it was, we were short. So it was no way to make it happen. So I'm sitting here like, um, so what am I supposed to do, you know? And and so I had already committed to working the night shift because of I needed to date to do the day to go to school and it was not going to work. 
so here I am frustrated. I'm working nights and um, and also, you know, being a PK, I'm at, you know, at my home church. And uh, but when I start working nights, it opened up where during the day I can't. Uh, most time if you work nights, you get up probably much in the middle of the day, you know, so you might get up. It's 10 or 11. And that's really the middle of the day. You ain't got much you're going to do, especially you got to go back, go to work at four or five. So you really must, you just want to kind of hang around and whatever. So I ended up developing a time where I started really getting into photography, uh, video editing, and making tracks. But I don't know why. I was like, well, I'm not going to fish in the middle of the day because I'm like, I got to go to work and I don't want to be tired. So I'm like, well, I'm going to spend time in this so i really got hard into working on that stuff and just getting better and i get a phone call uh from from a friend of mine it was like hey man um there's a there's a new church that is planning on uh they they basically did an interest meeting and they're looking for uh they're looking for a keyboard player and uh or somebody that kind of knows about music and stuff and he said man do you know anybody and i was like well no nah, not off the top of my head i don't he said, oh, okay, cool. So uh, I get off the phone with him. I run back into him maybe weeks after. And he's like, dude, he said, I know this is nothing that you're, you're into. He said, but we we definitely need somebody. Uh, and I know you will be like the right person to kind of know to delegate somebody that direction. And I said, well, I said, I'll come and check it out. And I and I that way I can give some people uh some information just in case I know um uh what's going on. So I went to an interest meeting and I, I go to this interest meeting and God has already been stirring my heart in some different things because when you're a PK and you've been in church for a while, you um and let me give a little backstory on that. Being a PK, you know, so I'm a musician, uh, and most of the time the music is is a vital part of the of the service because it helps to uh, usher in the spirit of God. And I took it very, very personal. You know, I wanted to, I want, it's like, God, this is my first fruit. So my first fruit, fro, my first fruit would look like basically four o'clock in the morning, I would come to the church and practice and church wouldn't be till 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. We'll practice from four to seven and eight o'clock. I really wanted to, I really wanted to home in my gift and uh, get better at it. And so see, I'm doing this and, and then you, you, you work hard, but then everybody else don't have the same drive. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like a frustrating thing. Almost, you know, you're like, I don't get it. You know, I'm thinking if I put more effort, everybody else will have the same. Effort. So my heart is kind of stirring. And I'm trying to figure out, God, what what what's really going on and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I show up and I go to this interest meeting. And a, a lot of the things that God was talking to me about, I hear him say it verbatim. So I'm like, ain't no way. So so that's in the back of my mind. I said, well, I'm just going to go back and just see if I'm just hearing something. You know, that that just might be me. And I just, you know, it might have been something I ate the other night, you know, right? <laughs> so I, uh, I, I end up going back to an interest meeting, and uh, and so the guy, had, uh, the guy had told me about it. He said, "Well, hey, they they want to meet you or whatever." And I said, "Well, 
I said, I really need to fast and pray about this anyway. I said, I just don't jump on just because. And I said, I am interested because of what I'm hearing. And it is not taken away from what I'm already doing, but I'm I'm learning, you know, and I'm like, if this can help, because I'm thinking, well, it's a help ministry. This a help. Maybe I'm doing things in the wrong uh, uh, direction. You know, I might be I, I might be going from Z to A instead of A to Z. And I didn't know it. I said, well, maybe this will help. And I said, then it won't conflict. I can kind of do both things. So I said, well, I'm going I'm to hold on. I said, let me pray and fast and stuff like that. He said, well, it's okay if I give you a number. I said, absolutely. So I go on this three-day fast, and I hear a guy says, yeah, you need to uh, you need to be a part whatever this looked like. Now, keep in mind, we didn't know who was going to be there, you know, 25 people at the interest meeting. It wasn't that many people. And I hear this, and then I'm like, well, God, if that's going to happen, then they're going to call me. Because I, I was like, well, if they ain't called, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to chase after it. And so I didn't get a call. So I'm thinking, well, God, you said this, so I'm not going to chase it, but it's kind of confusing. End up running into the same guy that was telling me about it. And he said, hey, man, They've been calling me trying to find out that you ever, because uh, they can never get you. I said, well, no. I said, uh, I've been wanting on a phone call. Make a long story short, I, I, I was obedient. And, of course, I'm still at the, I'm working at the hospital. I'm working nights. And I remember, I remember this night. Uh, it was one of them nights. It's just a frustrating thing because I'm in this place of, I'm thinking, God, you were telling me I'm doing this. I'm thinking that that's why I went tonight because I'm going to go to school. But now I'm in this place of I'm uncomfortable. I'm tired. I'm upset. I'm like, I'm just like, I want to forget. Forget where I'm at. I want to just do something else. And I hear. So, you know, you got to have somebody in your life that when you have a frustrating moment, you got to be able that you can pour out into it, that you can really be transparent. And so uh, the person that I poured into uh, really, really helped me to say, well, okay, after your frustration, after you do that, then what's next? And I'm like, that's true. I don't have a name. He said, well, you got to stay right where you at until God tells you something else. He said, get your frustration out, dry your face, and keep grinding. You know, so I'm, I'm all right. And so then God connects these dots. And um, so I'm with this church and I'm, I'm working. So I'm doing this one. The church was, it started with two serves and it ended up going to three services. So I was doing three services plus my home church, uh, which is, I do not uh, put that on anybody. That wore me out. That's probably why I got gray hair now. <laughs> but uh so I was doing four services. I would still come uh, to my home church. I would just leave at a certain time. They would let me leave at the end, and I would come over here, and I would do worship and, and stuff like that. So I did this, and I'm working nights. So weekends that I was off is great, but when you're working them three days in a row, and Saturday night, you done been up all night, and then we would have practice at 6.45. I'm just getting off at 6, and uh, I would go and take a shower. I mean, take a shower with my mom, and I would be at the church at 6.30. And I did this. for I mean, I know I did it for about a year or so. And then it got to the point that God kind of shifted me and opened up a door where I ended up walking into another job, a day job, working at a doctor's office. And so I'm working at this, this doctor's office, 
and the thing, the funny thing about it, I had put in my application for this job almost eight, nine, around the same time when I had that frustration and I didn't hear anything. And I'm thinking, it's like, this is the end of I'm like, I can't do this. But then it's later on down. It's like I go through that that process of uh, God is still God. And I got to continue regardless of what it looks like to myself. I got to know the God's what he has for me looks better. So I get this call, end up getting a job. So I'm working five minutes away from my house, working at a doctor and I'm, I'm in gun town. So I'm working five minutes away from my house. And so I can drive home for lunch, go home, cook, clean, whatever, have the house clean and come back. And, and I'm like, wow, you know, God, you, you amazing. You know? And I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking I'm at my, my utopia now, you know, I'm like, yes, you know, this will work. And I'm still able to go back and forth. And then I hear uh, God says, you're going to have to transition straight into ministry. And I'm like, I don't even know what they look like because I've never been of an, I've never really been a part of a church that actually had somebody hire you for staff. So if you've never seen anything, if you've never seen anything like that, you know, you're definitely in a place of fear. And then I get the, uh, I also get the calls from them. It's like, hey, we really feel like you need to be a part of the ministry and uh, come on full time. And I'm like, oh my goodness, because I know that's gonna that's gonna come with a a price. That's gonna come with a process, and it's gonna come with a a, a lot of um, uh, what I would say a faith a faith walk. And so, so I'm sitting here. So uh, real quick, Michael, I'm sorry. I want to pause. Yeah, I'm sorry. I want to come. I'm no, sorry. I want to come back to that much. part of the story. <laughs> I want yeah. to come back to that part of the story, but there's something in the, in the early part of your story I really don't want to lose hold of. And so, okay, um, so you're you're at the hospital, you're working there, and people are telling you, "Hey, you need to do this. You should do that." And at the same time, there's this stirring within you, the seed that the yeah. Lord stirred within you. I, and I think about Absolutely. when you were a little boy, eight years old. Mm -hmm. Mama Nim mm -hmm. had never said anything about uh, nope. being a pastor, but you probably heard the voice of the Lord saying, he's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's yeah. what I ask you, because there's a lot of, even just in your story right there, there's been some shifting. And at yeah. the early part of your story, you can talk about, we make, we make all these plans. I would love to hear your thoughts on how do you maintain that balance of making plans but holding them loosely in the palm of your hand. Yes, that's that's like, exactly right. Yeah, that exactly right. That? like how do you do that? Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Uh, um, I believe from a from a physical, tangible experience. Let me take my fishing for example. The voice of the Lord is real. Yeah, but. Is how you exercise it yourself to listen to them. <laughs> so I constantly was a, a type of person that I, I could always feel like it'd be like, don't go that way. Don't do that. And I'm like, why is this always coming to me? But I would always see the outcome. Okay. It was right. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, okay, well, I got to start trusting. So with fishing, I have fished some major tournaments where I put in the water and I literally, I would hear God say, like you take Bay Springs for, and this happened at Bay Springs twice. I put in at Cotton Springs. He says, go this way. 
Keep going, going wider. So I'm going north, going towards Pickwick. Take a right. Go this way. All right, go this way. All right, look there. Look to your left, and you're going to see a fish to the left of that, that uh, stump. <laughs> Keep in mind, if you're a bass fisherman, bass do spawn a certain time of the year, and they come up close to the bank. But this was actually in the summertime, there was a bass pulled up to a certain spot. And I listened to that voice and it happened. So I have always been in that place. I, I exercise that faith of, you know what, God, what are you saying? I know it's going to seem hard. It's a, it's a stir. It looks different. But even that different was uh, when you told me to do that in my boat, it happened. Yeah. It worked. So I don't, I don't know if that answers that question, but you have to exercise that. And, and so it's not always going to be the, with the agreement of people, but it's going to be the, the agreement of his presence or what he mm-hmm. said, but you got to spend, t- uh, you got to spend time in his presence. It ain't, I know you can get so tied up with, man, I, I spent two hours, but are you, you talking? Are you listening? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a big thing. So, uh, yeah. I hope that answered. Man, that's good, man. One day I was praying, and uh, Lord interrupted my prayer one day. Stamps? I was. Yeah. I was praying, and he said, are you going to be quiet so I can talk? Oh, man. That's and I was like, whoa, <laughs> man. I, when you said that, it hit yeah. me. And, and it was so, such a beautiful thing that yeah. um, I, I've spent so much time speaking, but I don't position myself to hear. Like I, I'm getting the answer, but I haven't positioned myself to hear. And I love Absolutely. some of what you're talking about. Many times we'll, we'll ask or we'll pray or we're seeking the Lord. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, man, that's, that's out there. I don't I don't believe God speaks. And I, I would say that God does speak to you, too. And um, mm-hmm. many times we'll ask for God to, to answer our prayer. But we've we've put a uh, an expectation on what that's going to look like. And when right. it comes a different way. We're not expecting it, so we don't listen. When you said, um, I, "I love what you said about the, you know, the fishing analogy." That's almost unfair, right? That's that's not even fair. <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but I was thinking about that when you said, "Go straight, go right." Earlier this week, I was listening to a guy. He's really a, um, if you want to say, a father of the faith, somebody like that in this current generation who's who's just been faithful. The Lord's used him in mighty ways. A guy asked him, he's like, why do you, why do you think the Lord uses you the way he does? Mm. And the guy said, I don't really know. I don't know. And he walks out and then as the door is closing, he he grabs the door and he walks back in. And he says, I, I think, I think it's because I never say no. Wow. Say no, you know, like. That's the way. Yes, that's good. Wow. It, that's if if it just sounds like the Lord, I'm going to give it a yes. That's a powerful mm-hmm. thing. That's that's what I hear yes. in your story right there, Stamps. Yes, yes. So. that's exactly right. That's so yeah. good. That is so good. I also yes, want to pick sir. back up on your story as you make that transition, because there's a lot of people listening. They yeah, There's transition happening and, and all of that. But there's something that in your story, you wanted to do things with excellence. Like mm. you, you want to be the best at your craft. And the ministry mm-hmm. that you're talking about going into, if they're known for one thing, it's really known for doing things of excellence, service with yes. excellence. And I would love to yes. hear your thoughts on the importance of doing what you do with excellence. Like, why? Why? Can't you cut corners? Like, can't, is huh. it good? 
good enough? Like, what's your uh, yeah, on? yeah. Well, it's a prime example. Uh, even today, um, I have I have people in the church that can come clean the church, but I clean the church because God has put me in this place to show me that hey, this is still a place of humility, and not only that, it's 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 one of those things that if you really love something you really prepare for it. Mm-hmm. So, pre- uh, and I put this up, I think this week, preparation is, is a constant thing, which is excellence. Mm-hmm. You always got to prepare. If you, if you going to have, if you's going to have the president or you's going to have the mayor over and he said, Hey man, I want to come over to your house next weekend. Are you just going to get your paper plates out and, and just some paper cups and uh, your yard just going to be, you know, and not worry and just let him show it. You want to show the right image. You know, you want to put your best feet forward because you never know what connection that could be, right? Well, if it's for God's house, I think if he's always there to show up, we should always have him something that we have gave our first fruit, our best fruit, so he can see that we really honor the position that he's in. But if you get to the point, uh, and this is this is to me, this is the residue, or this is the oil that runs down that actually gets in you. So when you're doing things in excellence for the ministry, are you doing things uh, for the for the body for the church, and, and you do it consistently? That falls into that rolls over into your 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 house and your family, and so then the residue gets on your children, and then your children can take it to the next level. But if we don't know how to take, uh, they're like, well, it's just one water bottle on the ground. Mm. Ain't going to hurt anything. But those look, I, scripture that I always talk about, and you can use it in many ways, but a little leaven, leaven the whole lump. Yeah. It starts with small things. He said, I can, you, if you don't know how to basically take care of the small, how can I make you ruler over many of the large? And so, that that's been one of those things that it started when I was young. My mom put initiative in me. I wanted to fish every weekend. So to teach me, she'd be like, all right, yeah, you want to fish Saturday. But what have you done? What have you done all week? Is your homework? What your school look like? Uh, how you clean your room? So I would do that stuff. Cause I'm like, man, I know Saturday come I'm gonna go ahead and clean up. So I would clean up. But then that week, one one weekend, she'd be like, no, nah, you can't go. I was like, well, I cleaned up my room, but it's other stuff that can be done. So so now she had my mind thinking differently. I'm like, okay, what you mean by that? So then I would go, I would go clean up the kitchen. Or then I'm like, well, the garage looking messed up. So during the week, I would do that. And then so when Saturday comes, can I go fishing? Well, have you clean your room? I, I already did that. The bathroom's clean. The kitchen's clean. And I also clean the garage. Hmm. He couldn't say anything. So she taught me initiative. And I think that's a lot of the problem with people when it comes, even with excellence. Excellence ain't excellence what isn't excellence. When somebody we, can has a we, can t- we can say ain't. We can say, we can say ain't. <laughs> but it is, um, it's not excellence when 
Somebody got to tell you what to do. Excellence is when you anticipate what needs to be done and you do it ahead of time. Because th what this does is it teaches you self-discipline, especially, okay, you got entrepreneurs. Uh, if you got entrepreneurs, you got to, uh, are you still on? I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, you good, okay, buddy. Let me... And so why, why, are you, why are you fixing that up? Uh, I love one of the things that Michael is talking about right here. And that's that excellence piece. And it really is one of those things that people want. They want to skip the process. Mm -hmm. And especially in this current generation, it seems to be that people want to skip that process and get right to the end point. But it's that process. It's in that process that you develop the strength, that you develop the character to be able to do who God has called you to do, uh, called you to be. And so, I love what Stamps is saying right there about excellence. And uh, Stamps, I know you kind of slipped away right there. I apologize. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I love what you were talking about there with excellence and the importance of, of that in culture today. It feels like today people want to skip that piece and get right to right to the prize, but they want to skip the process. And, wow. and you see, you know, in culture, it's so easy. It feels like to be an influencer or a world famous and and people can seemingly become that overnight. Man, you're right. Oh, but my, it's in the process that you develop the character to to hold the weight that comes with that. You want to be bigger Absolutely. on the inside than on the outside by doing that kind of stuff without being told. I mean, that's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. What I, what I was going to say was, so with entrepreneurship, when you become an entrepreneur and you are in control of you waking up every day, you don't have no boss over the top of you. You got to have more drive then versus when you was working for a boss. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that place of initiative where, because we got to be proactive, not reactive. We don't know what next month going to be like. So we got to grab what's going on and, and and do it with excellence. Well, man, next week, I can wait to next week to do it. And especially, I mean, from a pastor perspective, I can't wait to next week. If it's something I need to take care of, I got to take care of it now. Yeah. And so I, I think that's uh, that's some of the areas. So if I can tell anybody, don't cut corners. Do not cut corners. And you feel this unction, too, when you do it. I feel bad when I walk by and I see a piece of paper on the ground. I had to go back and pick it up. Or if I see if I have a basket and I'm coming out of Walmart and 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 I and I see one that's like in a parking space, I'm like, nah. I said, let me go ahead and put it where it needs to go. Those little things really you think it don't well, some people think it don't matter, but it it is a perspective change. Your your perception starts to change and you see the world different as you saying, you know what? It can be better. You're not making excuses. You actually give a solution, you know, yeah. so. No, I love that, man. I don't, I don't know who those people are that leave the buggies right there in the middle of the thing. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, I love what you're talking about, too. And it, it just becomes a, a way for you that, you know, I go for a run and I'll see a, pick, a piece of trash on the on the ground now. And it just becomes yeah. second nature to pick that thing up. And sometimes it's yeah. like you run by it and it's in your back of your mind. It's like, dang it. All right, you go back yeah. and go pick that up. Um, yeah. Yep. You, you also said something about 
once you cut that corner the first time, this is not the language you use, but this is how I heard it. Once you cut it that first yeah. time, you keep that door open, you crack the door and it becomes easier the second time. And I, it, it reminded me of a time I was working out by myself, right? Nobody was around. Mm -hmm. It was just me. Mm -hmm. And I had a specific workout that I was doing. It was hot is the middle of the day. And um, about halfway through it, this thought came to my mind of, you know, you got a good workout in already. You should just, and just quit. You know, like nobody's even going to know that you worked out in the first place. Come on. It's going to know if you finished it all. So why? Nobody's going to know if you quit. Right. You got it good enough. And the yeah. thought creeped in my mind. And I was like, you toyed with it for a second. And he's like, no, mm. I'm not going to do mm -hmm. that because I know quitting becomes a habit. Once you crack yeah, that door that's open, good. It, it just makes it easier the next time. And and that's what you're talking yes, about. That's exactly time. right. Yeah. Man, that's good. That is good. Quitting so becoming a habit. Yeah, I want to go back to your part of your going back to your story where where you're at. So you're at this point where you feel like there's this call. It's not just a call. Now you've mm -hmm. got an opportunity. You've got an opportunity. Yeah. You're you're standing at that line of should I cross that line into the uncertainty? Because you said you know you have no you have no basis <laughs> for what it looks like to work in ministry. Yeah. And so yes, I, I want you yes. I want you to talk about that emotion because. And here's why, whether you're somebody who's in ministry or faith-based, or, or maybe you're working um, where you're at right now, and you've got that stirring that you know you were called to do something more, that you were called to do something beyond, but you're at that line and there's uncertainty on the other side of that line. And a lot of times yeah. in personal growth and books, they'll just say, step over that line, step over the line. And, and they're trying to encourage you, but I want you to right. know there's still some real emotion there. And so I'd love for you to talk about that. Yes. Yes. So, uh, so there's a few things that came to mind. Uh, first, I got to tell my wife and <laughs> we got, we got a son. So, you know, we, we got our own home and things like that. And I'm going to have to go ahead and tell her, look, I'm shifting. I'm going to go. Uh, I think God is calling me. Well, I know God has called me to work for this ministry. And uh, neither one of us have ever seen this uh, working for a church. So I don't even know what that looks like, you know. Uh, secondly is a family uh, from a PK perspective with the church and stuff, because I don't I mean, I didn't know exactly what that looked like uh, as far as my time, because like now I'm saying this is going to be my uh, like my full time thing. I'm like, that's going to definitely have to take away from other things because I know I got responsibilities. So having these conversations with family uh, was, was tough, you know, from intermediate family to, you know, in-laws and all that kind of stuff. You know, one thing I would say, you got to, when God tells you and you know, what you got to do is distance yourself, almost a place of solitude. And I think about Jesus all the time. Even when he did these miracles, he would go away. There's a reason why we have to go to a place of solitude so the Father can fill us back up. Because there are going to be negative words that come, you know. Because they still, they they looked at Jesus like, well, you do a miracles, but I don't, I still don't believe you're the Messiah. So, that could be a place that that can mess with you 
the thing, well, maybe I don't know because you're around all that. Environment. So that's that was one of my main things that I would always get to a place of solitude before I even talk. I would make sure I get to a place of solitude. So I'm making sure, and this might hurt some some people that, but fasting uh, is a great tool. Fasting is a great tool um, to put your plate, but you won't die. You won't you won't die for putting your plate back for a couple of days. I promise you. You're actually yeah. gonna feel better, you know. Uh, and then getting away from all like the entertainment kind of areas and stuff like that, and just really soak yourself in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you think you hear him. It'll scare you how audibly you hear what it's like that. But anyway, bringing it back. So I'm in this place. I'm like, well, God, I know you told me this. So you're gonna have to make it plain. Well, God made it where the connection when I was able to, when I was talking to my wife about it, uh, she understood. Um, and uh, and even uh, the 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 job that I was on, I, I was at for a while. They, uh, I had so much of a good character, and uh, that if they was like, well, if it don't work out, you can always come back, you know. So it wasn't. And you know how some people, they get this opportunity, they, they just burn the bridge. Yeah, I ain't gonna be here anyway. So please don't be that type of person. You do things right. So if you ever had to cross back that bridge, you ain't gotta have, you ain't gotta have this pride that can't get back across. You know. But anyway, so that, that was the biggest thing dealing with family and letting them know, and then being able to take their response and still say yes to what God is saying. Yeah. And so they got a response, but that's not you taking their response and making it your or your decision. You know what I'm saying? So you can have response, but it shouldn't be that that that's your decision. You you take that response. All right, that's your response. But you gotta still know that if this is what God has called you to, you have to step out. It don't look right. Most I mean most of your entrepreneurs that have have made it, it look crazy. You know, it looked crazy to them. But if we, it's like I said, what I preached on Sunday was out of the box. We got to not get so used to being in templates and patterns of the world that we can't be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That he's wanting to give us something new. He wants to give us something. If we got new mercies, it's a new day then that means there's stuff God still wants to do with uh, Corey and Stamps mm-hmm. or whoever else is listening. But we have to make that decision to say, you know what? I don't want to be in the trend, but I want to be the trendsetter. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, uh, I, I just hope that helps somebody just to know that it don't, it don't, you got responses, but when you don't spend time in the solitude place, even what, what they respond, you, you'll still say, well, I'm about my father's business. You'll understand by and by later on, you know. Stamp, so uh, what, what you said is a now word, if you want to call it that, a now word. I'm, I'm working wow. on uh, <laughs> wow. I'm working my next book, and I just wrote that down. Wow. You said, don't be a, a trend, be a trendsetter. And I, I, yes. I, I'm kind of talking about how, uh, getting caught up in in fads and those kind of things, how uh, be you know that's started by somebody else. You said it, uh, yes. So anyway, yes. I thought that's interesting. Well, I, I was really looking at you. Uh, I was looking at John 
chapter, John chapter five, verse seven. And that's where I got that from when you got the lame man at the pool. And so you got ritual, you got superstition at the pool because he says his excuse when Jesus said, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? He said, "I yeah, I do, but I don't have nobody that can put me in the pool. Or, or most of the time, somebody is this one person to get there before me. Mm-hmm. That is trends. Mm-hmm. That is superstition. That's ritual. And Jesus is in front of you saying, look, I got it. Look at me. Yeah. You've been trying to do it for 38 years with the same trend. It's not working. So anyway, I just share that. <laughs> oh, that's good. So. I like it. Well, um, uh, Michael, all right. So you, you made that transition. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this, all right? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Did you ever go mm-hmm. with a Did I go with I'm sorry, say it one more time. Did, did you did you guys ever have lack? When you stepped in, did I go lacking uncertainty? We never lacked. Yeah. But let me let me say it like this. Because I, I some people have a different definition of lack. Yeah, come on. Because yeah. <laughs> some things is what we want and ain't what we need. <laughs> and that can be the thing we're like, prime example. I didn't need no direct TV. I don't I don't I didn't need direct TV. I I mean I'm paying three hundred dollars for something I don't watch. I needed the internet. <laughs> I know that's a but some things we have made problems that oh my gosh, we ain't got enough to eat in the house. Well, what are you eating? Oh, y'all eating out every night? Why won't you cook that you can have for the next three days? So I th- we never lack in that because then we have to use wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that's what I asked, you know, James 1.5, ask for wisdom. You know, so I asked for wisdom. God, give me wisdom on what you do, even this shift. Because the money wasn't, it was no different from where I was coming from. It actually was a little bit lower starting off. So it wasn't like I'm coming in. Oh man, you work for church. I know you get no, it wasn't that. I still had other things, but when God uh said, Okay, I approve this, now you stepped out, now I'm gonna start blessing you. Then they start opening up with open doors with photography. And he said, Now you start going in this direction. Video editing, video, uh making tracks for people. And I'm like, Oh, okay, God, I see what you're doing. And he, so he just st- started stretching me in other ways where you thought you were going to let, you ain't going to let, because then I'm going to make this overflow in this area. So all that time you was working night, this was to prepare you for this. And so that's kind of how that works with me. So I, you never lack as long as you be wise with what he gives you, because he gives, he gives you more than enough, more than enough. And I, I'm really, even where I'm at now, that is my main thing. Lord, just help me to give me discernment. Even what you put in my hand, give me discernment of what I need to do with this. How do I need to steward this? The house, the home, the car, my my children, my wife. I'm still a steward of what you've given me. And so that's kind of, I just try to keep that at the forefront of my mind. So Love that. I loved how you defined that when I talked about, when I asked you the question about lack. Well, it's when we sign meaning to what that actually means. And yes, I like that. A lot of times we like to assign want when yep. it's not really a want. It's it's yes a need. Um, That's exactly right. So uh, another so for anybody who does not know you, you worked at that ministry for a while. Um, yeah. 
some events happened and now you've taken over at your dad's church and, and that's where mm -hmm. you're at now. You've been there for yeah. uh, several months now and uh -huh. leading and making an impact in the community. And so mm -hmm. I want to ask you this, this is kind of more, if we can zoom out, kind of scale yeah. out just a little bit. Okay. Um, you see what's going on in the world, kind of culture and society. And, uh, you know, this is just, uh, Stamps, what do you see? Like, where, where do you see God working? Where do you see God moving at? Hmm. It's, it's like I uh, mentioned on Sunday. He's looking for real authenticness. So with that being said, I think he's, he's taking the places where the people that don't mind God, I'm just going for broke. Whatever that looks like. I, I hear your voice, the Holy Spirit, and, and we talk about where it says in the last days that he's going to pour with his spirit on all flesh. That means the ones that are willing. Mm. The opportunity is there, but are you willing? So I believe if you're willing, then God is going to use you in whatever, whatever avenue, if you're at the car wash, if you had, and that's so. I think it's outside of the church. And I, I, I you know, I, I talked about what, you know, the, the Greek meaning of the word church is basically talking about uh, assembling out, out, assembling out. Mm -hmm. That's so we go out, but we assemble, we come back and we connect, but we go out. Yeah. But if we're trying to say assemble in, we just going to be in, but that's not what God calls. So I see God working in some unusual places. Yeah. At the supermarket, at the gas stations, and uh, at, I mean, at the, I mean, I have been at a, been fishing with people. Matter of fact, we had a bass tournament, and most time, and I, I finally got, I got back into it. This is my first year to get back in, it, and I got in uh, this uh, Christian-based uh, bass club, and man, I love it. This is my first year, and uh, shout out to uh, a Brotherhood Bass Club. It's, it's incredible. But what I, I love about it is it, it is Christian based. But most time every uh pretty much four or five tournaments out of uh this year, they was like, Hey, Stamp, do you got a word? I said, Man, I always got a word. I have something to say. And uh and this particular tournament, God had given me some words just to share that hey, we don't take this for granted, the life that we have, and we're able to enjoy what we see, but we can't let the enjoyment be in that versus the God himself. And so I shared that. And uh, so I'm out there when we're fishing and there was another boat come by me. And uh, later on in that day, it was like, man, I felt like I was just going to jump out of my boat when I heard you. He said, you were pretty, he said, this is, he said, you don't have to be in church for God to speak to you. He said, but you spoke to me this morning. And then the other young man that was in the back, he got to talk about how, you know, he came out of a, uh, he had drug addictions and stuff. God has saved him. And we were having church out there fishing. And so I, I, I believe that is gotta be that. Well, that's what's going on. So yeah. if we have got this closed mind that it's all about the church itself, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. If we try to push it to the four walls, we're going to miss it. What God is doing. And we're going to try to catch up and it's going to be too late. Yeah. Cause the ship is, he's always shifting to the point because he got to make sure man don't get the glory yeah, and man don't get the control. And that's, that's why you look, I, I'm not knocking stuff like this cord, but it, it do, it makes my, 
it 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 makes me kind of it it make it hurts my heart. As I just said, it hurts my heart when I I I and when I say this, I'm not knocking whoever. If it's in the right way, maybe it could be simple. But I I just I, I kind of cringe when I you know see like well you know you want to grow your ministry from five hundred to two thousand. Uh, follow these steps, this and that. But it says in the in the Word of God. In Acts, it says, and the Lord added. Mm-hmm. And the Lord added. That means it's the obedience of what he's saying and what, who he sends to your ministry because it's got to be uh, somebody that's going to contribute. You know, Fano, I'm sorry. I don't want another no, inspiration. No, you, 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 you're teeing me up on really what my heart wants to say, but the Lord wow. told me, you don't know what it's like to lead a church. So you you don't you don't say anything. So I'm just well, well, I mean, I, you in the you in the right area because we we got it's too many souls in the balance. Yeah. It's and we 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 don't want them to get contaminated with spiritualism. And not really the spirit of God. Yeah. And then so you got this emotional feeling. And that's what I, I, I talked about on Sunday. I said, you can be, I said, this is when you are trend or you follow a trend, you follow in emotions. Yeah. I said, but when you are trendsetter, you follow in the spirit of God. So that means you might go a different way versus what everybody else do. You ain't going to follow us. That ain't what God called mm-hmm. Mr. Lee to or Mr. Stouts to. Yeah. But hey, I support you if that's what God is calling you to. But there are other there are other people that need God that might not be going that way anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Well, <laughs> something you said, uh having church where as you go, right? And and I I think this is kind of the mindset that I'm starting to see as well, that the overall church is starting to have, that it's as you go. I was at Barnes and Noble the other day and you were oh, talking wow. about you you were at the the lake and you guys had church. Mm-hmm. I was at Barnes yeah. and Noble and I was sitting there looking at my notebooks. I was looking at notebooks because I got a specific one that likes stamps. All right. And they oh, don't okay. carry it. And <laughs> out of the corner of my eye, I see somebody walk by and then come back. And he comes to me. And he said, Oh, you uh you uh you Kyle, uh, you you're Chuck, you're you're I said Corey. He said, Yeah, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> and um man, we just had a conversation there and it it was um he, 30 minutes before he walked in. It was one of those divine encounters, right? Like 30 mm. minutes before he walked in, he had been served divorce papers. And I, I sat there, right there, and I, I talked with that guy, and we prayed together right there in Barnes. Wow. You know, and and, and I only want to share that example right there because along with what you said, it's it's being open even when you're out on the lake, being open when you're out of Kroger, being open when you have Barnes and Noble, uh, because there are people who need to encounter the heart and the love of the Father. Yes, the vessel, right? Yes, yes, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's nothing that we put on when we come to church, and then we take it off, and then the rest. I mean, you if you take. If you only come to church on Sunday and you got them six other days and it's not a lifestyle, I don't want that. <laughs> it should be if it should be life changing that I can live this seven days a week and and people can see, oh man, yeah, I want what you have. And so I think that's right. What you're saying, that's so awesome. That is so awesome. 
Well, Stamps, I know we're right at time. I want to honor your time, man. You have added a ton, a ton, a ton of value to our listeners. And, and you know, if somebody wants to find out more about you, wants to find out more about your church or how to get plugged mm-hmm. into some of the things you're doing in the community or just mm-hmm. need somebody like, man, I, I need somebody who, who has the ear of the Lord, has the mm. heart of the Lord, to come alongside of me. I need somebody like that. I want you to know stamps somebody like that. How do they reach out to you? Well, uh, first of all, I am on Facebook. Uh, you can look up Michael C. Stamps. Uh, but secondly, we do have, right now, God has just kind of shifted us that we're not really doing the social media platform with the church, but do we do have an email and it's Grace Nation Church Verona. And uh, that's uh, V E R. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know if you were writing it down. Oh, V-E-R. oh yeah, 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 I'm good. Oh, okay. You got it. Okay. But uh, at, at Gmail. Uh-huh. At gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And I was only writing that down because we'll have that in the show notes for somebody who wants to just click gotcha. on pop you gotcha. in the email there. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. And I'll make sure to have that in the show notes below. So. Stas, we really yeah. appreciate you, man. And uh, it, this was an honor just for me to be on. And, uh, appreciate Corey what you're doing, and this is just the this is the start of great things. Let let God keep continue to use you, and uh, you and your family. You you guys are like I said, you are a blessing to me. So mm. thank you. I can't run like you, but I try to run. And but man, I love you. Be killing. I was like, goodness yeah. gracious. <laughs> well yes, Stas, we appreciate you man and uh seriously if he has uh said something that stood out to you make sure to comment and we'll pass that along to him or reach out directly to him on facebook grace nation yeah. church verona at gmail.com and mm-hmm. uh, we hope that you have uh hope you have an awesome day i also hope that this yeah. has added value to you and if it has make sure you like and subscribe that way you can stay up to date with any of the future episodes And uh, share it with a friend or family member. We'd love to touch them and bless them as well. So you guys have an awesome, awesome day and God bless.